And we're live again. Welcome to another podcast Tuesday with the Amramudo Discovery. You tuned in because you care about change. And you know that it's a messy and tough process. I'm your host, Amor. I don't have any social filters. I share the nitty gritty, the tough stuff, the um, yeah, the stuff that happens in the kitchen before it comes out looking nice. And today's topic is fear for tears, fear of tears. Pretty interesting responses I got when I was making the stories announcing this week's topic. Some people said that it's no problem at all to cry. One person, Diaz, shout out for your uh, response. She said that uh, she's fine crying by herself. It's no problem at all. Um, When she does it with somebody around, she's a bit shy about it, but she's happy. Because then that person knows how much the topic or whatever they're talking about, what it means to her. So it's a great way to gauge or uh, explain um, emotions. So that's beautiful. And these people are coming from the other side of the spectrum. I myself am on the, the... yeah, the side of the spectrum that has been believing most of his life that tears are a sign of weakness. And maybe you can relate to it, maybe you can't. But for me, um, I have a huge internal block for crying. Like I, I shut down. Sometimes I break down in crying, like I cannot hold it back. And I feel like some force inside of me just pulls the brakes and it just suddenly I'm doing the dishes or I don't know, something, anything random to take me away from crying and really not allowing myself to sit with these emotions and sob, basically. Um... So I named this topic, this week's podcast, The Fear of Tears, because that's how I really experience it, that inside of me some kind of judgment takes place, some kind of, um, how would I say it, a high level of discomfort and almost panic breaks loose as soon as I want to cry to divert from it and not allow tears to flow I've experienced many people who are able to let their tears flow for happy things but especially when they are struggling when something bad happens a loved one is gone I block out I really have uh, had a long delay in my system so sometimes the the feelings and the sadness will would show up later but still being able to cry by myself is a tough thing and sharing tears even yeah it's even harder so 
I was pretty jealous of the reactions that I got. People saying how easy it is or how good it is. My journey um, took me into the meaning that I have given to the act of crying. Like, what does it mean when somebody is crying? And I guess that's where my judgment begins. Uh, I have seen a lot of grown-ups cry as a young kid and really sob and, and break down and that created an association like my dad I saw him as an unhealthy unhappy and weak not strong person to see him cry so much and I didn't want to be like him so I don't allow myself to cry I look down on it and then at the same time my mom telling me big boys don't cry or just the simple please don't cry that it upsets other people when you show these emotions so it's uh, this is where I'm coming from and I'm, I'm on this journey it's not like um, I'm there yet, nor do I know where I'm going exactly, but the, the reason why I want to face these fears, so my fears are being weak, I guess, other people seeing me as weak, disappointing my mom, and uh, yeah, really um, associating myself with uh, less strength and I'm going to sneeze for a moment almost I have huge hay fever it's driving me crazy I'm sorry but why do I want to face these fears I've been having some coaching around the topic and I ended up in what I call the rainbow project and the Rainbow Project, I'm going to show it to you. This is one of the artifacts that I keep around at all times to remind me of all the colors. See, that's how I've been able to re reprogram myself, my mind, and, and what I uh, have had always as a prejudice around crying, uh, which is, I consider it, to be a weakness but I also know for instance my girlfriend she can drop tears in an instant when she's touched when I say something about her that I care for her that I like being around her this message I convey it verbally her reaction might be silenced but the tears rolling down her cheeks show the impact of what I am saying so I've been able to see how big of a tool of communication crying is. Um, and that, that's not even crying in a sad sense. That's just being moved, being touched. So why am I on this journey? Because I noticed that I'm living my life in grayscale because of the assumptions I have about emotions, because I 
think vulnerability is weakness that showing your tears or showing that you're hurt is a weakness i don't allow myself to experience life in full color all these assumptions i have keep me circulating in this black and white grayish area while life is full of color and if I really want to color the rainbow, I want to experience these colors, I have to face these fears. I want to face these fears. The, the fact that I'm allowing myself to talk about this is a tough one. It's making me itch all over. Um, but as I'm doing this live with y'all what also comes to my mind is the moments that i have been able to share tears and i guess the most impactful one was when i broke my leg and i had to wait for like a week uh, to get the equipment for surgery I, was, I had to lay in bed for a weekend one of my best friends ridvan and my sister they showed up at my hospital bed and I was so bummed out, man. I was so bummed out. I just cracked up, let my tears go. And that was one of the very few moments that I didn't feel ashamed of crying. I didn't feel weak for crying. I just had to let it out. And just like uh, the comments to the story said, it's such a release. It's a relief. You let out a lot of stuff that you otherwise are pressing inside of you and not allowing to flow. And that opens up your breath, your chest again. You can, you can really, I can feel it as I'm talking about it right now. It's uh, stuff that's heavy on the chest. And I heard one of my friends who was in acting who was explaining to me that the muscles that you engage in when you're crying are the same as the muscles that you engage in when you're laughing real loud. So the <laughs> this heavy chest movement, you have it when you're laughing like ha 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 ha. And then you can switch that almost into crying. That's, that's practice they do as actors to be able to access the muscle memory almost in the body because that's what I also came to realize. Crying is not just something that happens with the glands in your eyes that you produce a few drops. It's a complete cardiovascular process and it involves your diaphragm moving up and down and your belly moving in and out and that takes the stuff off your chest and i can feel it i have a pretty heavy chest because i yeah, yeah mentally i block this stuff so hard that the bad association and meaning that i have with letting tears flow uh, stopped me from doing so and in not allowing myself to let the tears out 
the emotions kept getting stuck and stuck and years and years. So I feel like I got a lot of crying to do still. I feel like whenever I get to a point that it's up here and I'm, I'm going to crack, I evade it. I really notice it more and more in my behavior that I do stuff to make myself happy. I do stuff to get uh, distracted. I make my schedule busy. I do everything in my power to not sit with these emotions because maybe I know subconsciously that sitting with these emotions will result in me cracking up and then I'll think I am weak and I'll think uh, my mom's not proud of me because I'm crying and yeah if you're tuning in now live if you're watching this in the now when you click on a link if you're listening to this podcast think to yourself ask yourself these questions what is the meaning of crying to you what does it mean in your head what does it mean in your heart do you allow yourself to cry are you coming from the corner where i'm at that it's such a struggle can you resonate with other people who feel shy and and correct me if i'm wrong or comment or, or send me a dm but i feel like there is a i didn't make this stuff up because of my childhood crying has a high level of taboo in society and in culture it's a something you do behind closed doors you don't show up at your friends crying you do not make a live stream and start crying you do not uh, it's associated with the dark emotions with the sadness so as that is not a very popular topic we don't allow it to see it we say kids do it because they are childish and then when you're grown you shouldn't because you're grown now and big 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 people don't cry big girls don't cry big boys don't cry what do you think what does it mean inside your head are you able to share your tears i have i have miles to go on sharing tears i would love to sit with all my close friends who have been able to sit with me and cry over the fact that they lost their friend almost and that they're happy they didn't, but they feel the pain. Even better, I have friends of mine who are not able to share tears without drinking a half a pint of uh, vodka or whiskey because then the social breaks and yeah the, the 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 blockages kind of get lubricated and then they're able to let it flow and i wish i was that case that i could just drink and let it out but doesn't work for me um and this is this is now we're getting to the core of the issue as i was asking these questions i feel like 
me living in grayscale before the rainbow project, me trying to color life, see the colors in life, it created a lot of isolation. So if you're not able to share these moments of sadness, it flattens you out on both ends of the spectrum. So if you don't share the sadness, you can't share the joy. If you don't feel the sadness, don't allow yourself to feel the sadness, you don't allow yourself to feel the joy as much as well. So you become this big gray area. And how do we connect with each other if we just strip away a big part of human experience, which has to do with grief, with being sad, with having melancholy, with thinking about things that might not seem positive, but they are not negative. They're just a different color. That keeps us apart, though. Eh? It makes us feel lonely. At least it makes me feel lonely because I don't allow myself to cry. First of all, I don't allow myself to share my sadness, second of all. And just saying these things makes me feel weird. It's against my uh, programming. Not my intuition, because my girlfriend suggested today's topic. She's a very loyal listener of the podcast. She gives me feedback. I would appreciate your feedback. And she told me to do this topic a couple of weeks ago, and I've been evading it just because it's uncomfortable for me. Just because I do not want to talk about the fact that I get sad. Why would I do that? Because that's what pussies do, right? No, that's wrong. That's what people who live in the gray area do. And I've taken the effort to focus on how do I enjoy and experience all the colors that life has to offer. And one of them is also looking at the more darker colors, the other the side of the spectrum that is less popular. And my annotations with it has to do with thinking that it's a weakness. And this is where it get interest, gets interesting if you're able to connect with other people on this level, on this very human level of feeling sad, feeling lonely, feeling touched, you create super deep bonds. All the wellness in yoga and, and slowing down and, and being empathetic to yourself and other people, that's what those things are about. And... I, maybe also other people, think that if you choose one, you automatically cannot choose the other. So <clears throat> if you decide to show your vulnerability at the same time, you're raising a white flag, you're rolling on your back, it's game over for you. Well, if I look at it now with a logical frame and then uh, all these stigmas are gone, I'm like, no, man. It's, it, it requires a lot of courage and strength to show your vulnerability. And it connects people deeply, very deeply, and shows what you care about, shows what you're touched by. It almost takes away the ego. Um, and I got to be careful talking it in that frame because 
we might cry because of the ego. But I feel like for me, what is preventing me from crying is my ego. What is preventing me from sharing my tears is my ego. My ego does not like the concept of being vulnerable and weak and people knowing my uh, weaknesses and people finding out what hurts me and this not allowing tears to fall down my cheeks um, isolates me. It isolates me. It isolates me from others. It isolates me from myself. I create a forced um, separation between what I am allowed to feel and share and what I do not allow myself to feel and share. And just by redefining the meaning of these tears, so if I look at tears not as a sign of weakness or sadness, but something that's as common as water and, and saliva and is just lubricating, even better, it's connecting, it's the glue that keeps us together. If we can cry together, we can laugh together. Then I can shift the energy around almost an allergy I have towards being vulnerable. And this is why I want to face these fears. The fact that I'm afraid of that doesn't make me strong. Strong is when I'm able to shed the tears, allow other people see it or not, not care about that, but be in touch with myself and trust the fact that I might feel the hurt right now, but I will learn from it and bounce back stronger, smarter, faster. I don't know. I'm curious what you think. I'm really happy that as the podcast is progressing slowly, I'm able to book guests again since Corona is freeing up. And I'm curious how many of the listeners have as much issues with sharing tears as I do or are coming from the other side of the spectrum. So please do comment or share or send me a DM if you're uh, more shy about it. How your journey with embracing your vulnerability and empowering yourself in being vulnerable is going because I care about you. I share all the stuff that's going on with me because I think they're human topics and human aspects and I've been really confronted with these internal blocks because of my accident because of my upbringing because of many aspects in my life I've been shown this direction and I've ignored it hit my head against the walls and barbed wire around it and now I'm allowing myself to go with the flow. So I'm here to facilitate your journey as well towards empowering your vulnerabilities. And that's the question today. Are you able to show your true emotions when people are around? Can you embrace your tears? 
it's not an easy task to really embrace your cries, eh? But the value inside this change is enormous. I'm really grasping for this value because I know how much of an impactful speaker, presenter, and coach I can be if I step away from my nonchalance. I'm very yeah, reserved. While I feel all the emotions, I just press them down and that's why my chest is heavy. So liberating myself by allowing tears to flow and connecting deeply on a very human level, that's why I'm in it. I really care about these two things, to, to be able to free myself and to connect with others. And I hope today's podcast has made you aware of maybe what you're missing out or made you celebrate what you already have as a gift or maybe it was a hard thing for you to reach as well. Um, before I close the podcast, I have some announcements to make. First one, a job offer. The Amamuto team is looking for a content multiplier. We're looking for somebody to help us fill the Instagram channel, make video clips, posts, memes, blog posts. So check my social. If you know somebody who might be a good candidate to help us with this human factor and multiply our content, create more community engagement, tell them to send their CVM motivational level uh, letter and also good news, oh, by the way, it's a paid gig, so it's no uh, freebie if you're up there, if you're a level content multiplier that we're looking for, we clear the funds. And the Energy Management Compass online course will be launched. I'll be announcing the dates exactly next week's podcast. And I can tell you right now, it's going to pop off end of July. So a month from now, on a weekly basis, besides the live stream podcast that's available for all you lovely people out there who care about change, we're going to add the tool that I've been working on, developing and testing over the years to harvest energy, live an energized life, be there at the edge of excellence and perform without emptying your cup sharing the overflow really excited about this program i've been uh, testing it offline i've gotten great reviews seen how much people struggle with allowing themselves to reload so i'm really grateful for the opportunity that i can add some value because of my experience if you're curious keep tuned keep signed up keep subscribed and share what your thoughts are on today's session Thank you for tuning in for another Hour Muto Discovery and see you next week.